Hey there, I'm Helen Ornelas, and I've been a life insurance, long-term care, and Medicare broker for over 20 years, helping thousands of clients during this time. I've come across all types of cases, questions, and calls from people who are in planning or in crisis and provided solutions. So welcome to the OnLive podcast with Helen Ornelas. Listen, you know as well as I do that taking care of important things in life is motivating, empowering, and even inspirational. You're thinking, what does this look like? If you're a business owner, executive, or someone who wants to know, what do I need to know about life events, how to prepare, where can I get help, you're in the right place. These life events will be coming your way, and you will receive these phone calls from your family, siblings, in-laws, grandparents, business partners, and friends. What calls do you think are coming my way? Let's find out. I'll be sharing stories, solutions from me, my clients, providers of service, and others that can help you now or in the future. We have the toolbox here on life, so if you're ready, let's get your toolbox loaded up. All right, everybody, welcome. It's the first episode after Thanksgiving, and we're all kind of getting ready to head slide into Christmas in the new year. So this is On Life with Helen. And my guest is Jennifer Livingood again, because she's got some amazing holiday hacks for your health that we want to share and talk about. And of course, during the holidays, we kind of want to keep it light and fun. And so we're not going to get into anything super heavy in this episode, but we just want to let you burn through this one and pick up a few things for the holidays that hopefully help you. So Jennifer, maybe just take a moment to let people know who you are and what you do. And let's talk about some of those great hacks that you share with us. So I am a registered dietitian nutritionist, and I call myself a functional nutritionist, which kind of aligns with functional medicine, if you're familiar with that. And my business here in Oregon is called Live in the Good Life, where I am just trying to help people find their healthy lifestyle and be well on a daily basis. Nice. Yes. And I'm excited to talk about the holidays because I totally, this is like my favorite time of year. It's so joyful. And hopefully I can give some good tidbits to help everybody feel that joy and not feel overly burdened by the healthy pressure around that. Right, right. The little devils (laughs) that sit on your shoulder. (laughs) Do you really need to eat that next cookie or brownie or piece of cake? And the answer is kind of yes, but you can't. I know. Yep. Yeah. So I have five hacks to talk about. There were so many that came to my mind and, you know, I've been kind of surfing around the web, seeing what everybody's talking about these days. And the first one that I have, I stole from somewhere else. I did not come up with this cute title, but it just resonated. And I've been thinking about it for a few days because it's, I think it's pretty meaningful and it's a nice platform to build everything else off of. But it's to savor the holiday spirit. Okay. So I liked the the play on that with savoring because that's something we think of with food too. But, um, you know, like first off, what is the joyful part of this season for you? And what does it mean to you? So thinking about like the heartfelt part of this season, because, you know, if we revisit the, the spokes of our healthy wheel, we have nutrition, water intake, rest and sleep, social, social interactions, toxins, and hormone balance. And I feel like that 
fits so well into just like the picture of health about like, how do we approach a season that can become very stressful, right? But do it in a way that we're like, we have traditions that we love. We have hopefully, you know, like maybe some family we get to spend time with. And then of course, like a nice spread of food that's going to be in front of you at various events. So (laughs) think about the assignment there is to think about what the holiday time means to you and figure out a way to just let it be enjoyable and not so stressful. So I've heard from a lot of clients that, you know, spent Thanksgiving with family and friends and the travel and the whole deal. And for the most part, everyone had a really good time because a lot of people have not seen family and friends Mm -hmm. for a very long time. But I will say the travel part, everyone was a little worn out by the travel. It does kind of help when you get to reconnect with everybody and the food part, you know, just kind of comes with it and trying to kind of navigate that, that buffet table (laughs) can be a little bit of a challenge. Yes, it can. And it's certainly, I know this is true for everything in life. The more intentional you can be about even, for example, your travel, if you know that flying and airports make you stressed Try to choose wisely about when you go. I had someone tell me yesterday he flew on Thanksgiving morning and it was empty, like nobody in the airport. So maybe that, you know, he said that was much better for him because he didn't feel the stress of that. You know, my sister was just begging me to go down to Los Angeles and I just Mm -hmm. couldn't do it because I knew it'd be like 18 hours to get down there and probably 20 hours to get back. I didn't want to fly because I don't want to be around all the cooties and all of that. So yeah, we just stayed home. We had a good time. <laughs> yeah, and you that was intentional on your part yeah. too. You knew that a quiet weekend was something that was in order for you. Yeah, you know, she had like 17 people at her house. And she's like, I only got to talk to Barbie, who's my sister, for 20 minutes. And I'm like, well, mm-hmm. now I'm even more glad that I didn't go down there because I w- really didn't, wouldn't get to hang out with her too much. You know what I mean? Right. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, sometimes we get lost in the excitement of what it might look like and we have to be realistic about it. Yeah. Yes. All right. So that's hack number one. What do you have for number two? Yes. Number two is eat before you eat. (laughs) Ah, I've been doing this one. It works. Yes. So a great example is to have, if you're going to meet friends at their house or you're going to a restaurant, don't go there starving. Right. We all know what happens. It's like you get there and there's ruffles, chips and some kind of sour cream dip and you're like, it's all over. Right. Yeah. And those are my favorite, by the way, <laughs> that's my crack cocaine, man. I'm telling you chips and dip every day would be <laughs> <I> wonderful. <laughs> well, and I said it because it's my favorite and it's something yeah. that I'm easily tempted by. Um, so if you can figure out a way to do some kind of sustainable snack that is high in protein, that will make you less ravenous when you arrive, you're going to thank yourself for that. Yeah, so I have a, a happy hour thing that I'm going to uh, today with a bunch of brokers from the Sacramento Association of Health Underwriters. And I've already decided that when I before I leave, I'm going to have some uh, roast beef, a piece of cheese, and about five olives. And then that way, when I show up and all that funky food hits the table, I'm, I'm, I know that I'm not going to be as tempted. Yeah, I mean, it helps tremendously. Yeah. And that was a really good example of a good healthy snack. Yeah. Yeah. A little bit of meat, some cheese, maybe, you know, if you're, if you're into like pistachios or cashews or something, you could throw something like that in there. 
definitely just focusing on the protein aspect of it. It will help float you through that. Yeah. And, and I, I've also decided just to have soda water with lime. So I, I've, I've already kind of planned it out. And so I'll let you know how that works out. <laughs> awesome. I can't wait to hear. Well, I was going to go to hack number three. Yeah, go for it. Else. Yeah. Okay. So number three, and we've talked about this a little bit in episode 33. Mm -hmm. So um, if you didn't listen to that, go back and listen because it's some really good information just about blood sugar control. But um, this one is eat your veggies first. So technically what I have written down is veggies first. Right. And as much as that sounds, I don't know, when you get a plate of food in front of you, you're not like, like, oh, broccoli. Yay. I'm going to eat that first. But I've been practicing this habit and it kind of does two things. One is it gets the broccoli done. All <laughs> <laughs> right. Like check. But secondly, it provides a really nice precursor to any carbs that are coming your way. It creates a nice little environment in your gut where those carbs are going to absorb much slower and you're not going to have such a boost in your blood sugar. Right. So you're winning there too. I also think just in general, we know that if we just fill up on the veggies, the other stuff, you know, and and after your veggies, you would do your protein and fat, and then you would do the carbs at the very end. We've been talking about food order. Right, right. But knowing that we just get that good solid platform in the belly first, it's reassuring. And it also takes your hunger down a little bit. It's fibrous and it just makes you feel like you did the right thing. Yeah, I, you know, I've been practicing that and it actually needs to be intentional because I'll be honest with you. I go right for the protein and the carbs first. And like the vegetable is normally the last thing that I eat. So I really have to look at my plate now and strategize about the order of the food. And it's becoming more automatic, but I have found for me that it works really well when I eat yeah. in order. It does. And you know, sometimes it's hard because you get a mixed dish and what are you going to like pick all the broccoli out first? Right. It can be tricky, but with a little bit of strategy, sometimes you can make it work. The other thing you could do, like let's use an example of going to an Italian restaurant because this is the worst. Like what right. do they bring first? A big yeah. basket of amazing bread, which no amount of butter on that is going to take the carbohydrate content down. <laughs> I know, right? Unfortunately, but um, it is okay and highly advisable to just ask the server, can you bring me a small green salad? And you can do oil and vinegar on it. Right. Keep it simple. Force yourself to do that instead of that bread that's in front of you. I mean, because we're assuming right now that you're with a group of people and some right. people on the table really want the bread. And then that way, if you order like a mixed dish, let's say it's like some kind of lasagna or something where you can't eat your vegetables first. You already did it. Right, right. Yeah, it's awesome. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, my husband's been a great helper in making sure that when we go out to eat Italian food or anywhere that that bread does not hit the table. Because if it's on the table, I am too weak, you know, and I'll put like a pound of butter on it to psychologically tell myself, oh, you know, I'm dressing my car, but like you said, <laughs> it doesn't work. <laughs> yeah, I've tried the same. And it at the end, too, you're just like, why? Why did I right. do that? It yeah. didn't make me feel better. It's yeah. such a quick satisfaction that goes away. 
Yeah, and we kind of talked about this the other day about how the minute the time changed, the daylight savings, like my defenses got knocked out for carbs and I had to really do like this whole reset and kind of get my defenses back up because I was fine during the summerish, you know, and late yep. fall. But the minute it's dark and cold, it's like all I want to do is eat bread and carbs and chips and craziness. And I had to like do a major reset. You know, I think that's a, a really good point to bring up. And I had this weird, similar realization last night. I teach some dance classes on Monday nights. And I have to apologize to my students because I yawn so oh, much. no. Yeah. And it's because it's dark out. <laughs> right. Our bodies know. And so here's the hack for that. This is a this is a bonus hack. Okay. <laughs> uh, this is um, 3.5. <laughs> yeah, 3.5. So I can't remember if we've talked about this before on your podcast, but your circadian rhythm in your body is in control of so much more than we realize. Oh, yeah. So if you go out in the morning for two or three minutes and just let natural light, it doesn't have to be sunny out. It just needs to be the natural light outside. Hit your eyes. It will help reset that rhythm in your body. It actually makes it easier to go to sleep at night if you did that in the morning. And I imagine logic tells me it would affect what you're talking about, right. what I'm talking about, right? Our bodies have to be in these cycles. So that's something that everybody can practice. And in fact, shelf that because we'll talk about that during number five again. Okay, good. <laughs> All right. All right. So hack number four. Okay, number four. This is the one that nobody wants to be reminded of, but <laughs> sugar, sugar, sugar. Ugh. We have to limit the sugar and I bring it up because I know nobody wants to think about it, but you have to think about it because it has to be intentional. Right. Especially in December. <laughs> <laughs> I know, right? It's everywhere. Like you go to the bank and they have chocolates in a jar in front of you and they offer them to you. It's really hard to turn down. So what I said is to limit your sugar intake and to use your hacks. So go back to episode 33, listen to the hacks that I gave you. And one thing that I would say is if, if you're going to have sugar, if you're really into chocolate, go for the darkest chocolate. Right. That's one thing you can do to help that effort. And then I will bring up the vinegar before the meal. That's my favorite hack. I've been using it so much. So if you haven't heard about this, it's that you put a tablespoon of vinegar in your water a glass of water. If you want to drink it from a straw, that's fine because that way you can kind of avoid the vinegar on your teeth so much. And if you do that about 10, 20 minutes before you eat, it totally brings your blood sugar down. That would have right. spiked. And then I have a continuous glucose monitor on my arm right now, which is a way to like all day, all night monitor your blood sugar levels. And so I've been playing with this and I have seen a huge difference. Having pumpkin pie around during Thanksgiving gave me lots of experiments to try. Oh, fun. <laughs> <laughs> and it, I can't get over it. And I was like, okay, I heard about it. I believed it when I heard it, but really trying it made a huge difference. You just have to take my word for it if you don't have a continuous glucose monitor. <laughs> yeah, I've been doing that. I got a little off of that, but I... I would say about four days ago, I got right back on it again. And it's been super, super helpful. And I know just briefly, this is not for just people that are battling with diabetes, right? Or prediabetes. 
What was the statistic like 80 or there's some huge percentage of people that are insulin resistant and just really need to pay attention to some of these hacks? Yeah, I mean, the one very alarming statistic is that 88% of Americans are metabolically unfit, right. unhealthy, metabolically meaning your overall like cardiovascular health and your whole metabolism system. Right, right. <laughs> Technical term. But that's a lot. I mean, to think that I'm in the 12% that's healthy is, I don't know, that's pretty rare for right. even people who are practicing. And I will be honest, like since I started monitoring my blood sugar, which I did, I opted into, There's there are companies out there that you can pay and they will send it to you. And then they offer nutritional support to help you figure out how to balance your blood sugar better. Right, right. And it's really cool. It has an app and you can check, you know, you can see what it's like when you're sleeping and you can see what, an, what your blood sugar does when you're not getting great rest or if you're under a lot of stress. And obviously your food intake is right doing stuff and you can see how fast you recover from a spike. So that can be immensely helpful to anybody. I highly recommend it because they say that by the time you're diagnosed with prediabetes, you're 10 years in. Exactly. Yep. Yep. That's what I understand. (laughs) Yeah. It's hard to back up, right? So yeah, sugar is a big one. And when I say sugar, you got to think about the sugar content in your carb foods. Correct. Carbohydrate foods is going to affect how sugar is handled in the body. And like I said, go listen to that other episode. You'll get all you need there. Nice. (laughs) Okay. So hack number five. Okay. Five is to set some achievable goals for the season. So we're still heading into the peak of the season. You have time to do such a thing. Right. Um, And I advise picking like three things that you really think you can do. So one example I came up with just even as we were talking and we're talking about getting white on your eyes is set a timer on your phone for a time that's like, maybe it's not the second you wake up, but it's within the hour that you're normally awake. So I get up at 630. I'm going to set a timer for 715 to remind me to just go outside. Nice. Let it be on your phone. That's an achievable goal. Just takes two minutes out of your day. And I can feel some health benefit plus just success from achieving my goal. So I was wondering for you, like, can oh, you no. think of any goals <laughs> that, that you might want to try out this month? Yeah. So one of the, the goals, and, and we did this for Thanksgiving, is that we are not going to eat any traditional meals for the holidays. Oh, interesting. Yeah. So for Thanksgiving, we did a seafood board. For my my husband and I, and we did like a, and then we complimented it with a New York steak salad. And we had, you know, virtually no carbs. Mm -hmm. And so we had like Dungeness crab, shrimp, some salmon patties, some lobster. I mean, we really went out and then the New York salad, but we were so satisfied. And the cool thing was very low carbs, but we were not stuffed Mm -hmm. and we were not, you know, like super food coma. And then to complement that, we went to seize candy to get candy for his daughter and grandson. And I went in there saying, all right, I'm going to just smell and I'm going to walk out of here with nothing, right? (laughs) But they actually have a sugar-free dark chocolate covered almonds. 
Oh, awesome. That are amazing. And I tested it and it does not raise my glucose at all. Cool. I, you know, I have my one piece after dinner, so I kind of got my dessert lined up. So that's number one. And the second one is to just, if I'm going out to eat, because I'm going to see more people now than I normally have, is to do a lot of pre-planning. And that's just having a snack before I leave, get online, look at the menu before I show up so that I can be very intentional when I, when I get there and not be so tempted. Yeah. And yeah, I love that idea of looking at the menu first. Yes. Yeah. Normally I would look at it and say, oh my God, here's the 15 things I want to eat without thinking about anything else. But I need to be a little bit more intentional now. And I would say the third one, it would be to reduce any holiday stress. Mm -hmm. So I'm giving myself permission to say no to any extra pressure to attend an event or go do something and just really focus on keeping my, my stress level as low as possible. So That's I think, so good. Yeah. I think those are my three things. Cause like you, I'm a very kind of like methodical scientific person. I have tested my glucose when I get like what I call triggered, you know, mm-hmm. something's got, got me like super like, Oh my God, blah, blah, blah. Right. And then I go and I check my blood sugar and I haven't eaten a thing, but my blood sugar spikes. And that was super fascinating for me. And it's really just taught me I need to take some deep breaths because not only am I wasting time and energy by getting triggered, but it's actually physically impacting my body, which I never knew. Yeah. And it's interesting because I think on a broad scale, we know that stress impacts us. Right. But when you see it in like a measurable unit that way, yeah, you're like, oh, okay, I got to switch something up here. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, those are really good goals. I, well, one thing that crossed my mind when you were talking about that is we have such a habit of, and I did this yesterday about a workout plan I want to start. And I literally told the trainer, I said, you know, December's really hard. I think I'm going to start that in January. <laughs> yeah, I know, right? <laughs> and he said, why don't you just start it now right? and see how it goes? And it's like, are you going to regret like taking your health on during December? No, you're never going to regret it. And at the end of the month, you certainly don't want to look back at the month and be like, wow, I just threw away an entire month where I could have been doing good things for myself. Yeah. I mean, honestly, if you have like three or four like bad days out of Mm -hmm. the entire month, I mean, totally worth it, right? It's always fun when you get to cheat. Yep. And then you got to get it back together, but you get to enjoy those days knowing that the rest of the month, you know, you pretty much have done your thing. So that's so kind of how I'm going to approach it. I'm sure I'll have a piece of pie somewhere or a piece of cake. I mean, cause you have to, right? Right. Or I'll have a little mashed potato or some stuffing with gravy, but it's only going to be, you know, one or two times in December, but I'm not going to be totally putting myself down or feeling bad about it. I'm just going to enjoy it and then just get back on the train, so to speak. Yeah. And that's, I mean, and that's part of being easy on yourself to where you're not raising your own stress too, Yeah, because there are going to be days and, or a time or two here and there that you just indulge. Yep. And it's much worse to be like, Oh, dang it. Well, throw it all away. Forget it all. You'll feel better if you just go, whoopsies. Okay. Back on the train. Right? Yeah, exactly. Yep. Yeah, well, I was going to tell you the last thing I was thinking about um, 
talking through was just what I did on Thanksgiving Day. Oh, yeah, go for it. Leading up to it, I was like, oh, gosh, we're, we do the traditional Thanksgiving meal and there's family and we have all these family recipes and right. none of them are <laughs> really that healthy and right. count like turkey breast, right? Right. <laughs> so, what I did the night before is I counted up, I figured out when I ate last that night and I counted up my hours and I decided to do like an intermittent fast. Oh, sweet. So I started the day out like that, which means that in the morning when I woke up, I didn't have anything to eat until I think it was like 11 or 1130. Because I, you know, it was kind of the night before that I was like, oh, okay, I better figure this out. I did have my bulletproof coffee. Oh, yeah. People have opinions about this, but I believe that when you're intermittent fasting, you can still have your coffee. Yep. My bulletproof, my version of bulletproof coffee is... I pull a long shot of espresso and then I add a little hot water. So it's like an Americano and then I blend it in my Vitamix blender with, it's like a scooper. And I think it's probably around a tablespoon of coconut oil. Oh, nice. And then um, a scoop of unflavored collagen. And during the holidays, I love to drop in um, some essential peppermint oil, which is, you know, gives it a little bit of a, of a like a gift holiday feeling. flavor. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Just make sure if you're using an essential oil that there's nutrition facts on the label. Cause that means it's edible. Ah, uh, okay. <laughs> oh yeah. That would be yeah. uh, something to look for. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So first before I ate, I went running. So I, that's my exercise of choice. Right. I about 25 minutes. So I didn't go out and do something crazy. I didn't have a ton of time to do that. But I did a quick run. Do something, get some fresh air. That was that's the big takeaway from that. Then I had a low carb, high protein breakfast, which was Greek yogurt with some keto granola. Okay, easy. Mid afternoon, I had a high protein snack, which was just some snacks off of a charcuterie board, some salami, some cheese, some olives, some nuts, and I did that so that I could eat before I ate because. We're looking at a short time frame here. Right, now, right. right. So we ate, I think we ate around three or three 30. So I had the snack and then we ate our meal. I did a shot of vinegar in my water before <laughs> my meal. Nice. And then I had, I did have some pie. I had what I would call like a half of a slice at most. Right. And we did have wine with dinner. But what I decided to do was I sipped a little bit at dinner and then I just saved it. I set it aside and I sipped on it like the rest of the evening. Right after dinner, I did a 20 minute walk. Oh, nice. So it was kind of cold here, but it, luckily it wasn't raining. So we threw on some jackets and went outside. And then, you know, through the evening, we watched a movie. I sipped the rest of my wine and I didn't end up wanting to eat again that night. I was good to go. But I do have a note to say, if you're still hungry later, because you had an early meal, maybe right. Have some snacks in your mind designated, just like you did for the eating before you eat snacks. Right, right. And then I said, if you're still hungry, go to bed. Right. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, you know, that's something that I have taught myself because I try and have my last meal like around three. Yeah. In the afternoon, three, four at the latest is if I'm hungry in the evening, I just make myself go to bed hungry Mm -hmm. and your body does get used to it. Yeah. And once you learn the benefit of it, because usually when you wake up that the next morning, you feel so much less bloated and inflamed. Yeah. 
And if you can tell yourself, like, I really want to feel less bloated and less inflamed, you can convince yourself. Yeah. Well, Jen, thank you so much for our lovely holiday hacks for health. And I don't know, everybody, I just want to say have a great holiday season. And I hope you get to use some of these helpful hints here. I know I use a lot of them. And Jen, I am going to have you back after the holidays to help everybody kind of jumpstart a plan and just kind of keep having you here as a guest to help our folks uh, move forward with everything that they want to accomplish. I love it. And you know, um, the other thing is, is if you do visit my website, which I think you'll put up on the show notes. Yeah, you can mention it right now if you'd like. Go for it. It's living the good life and it's L-I-V-E-N, thegoodlife.com. I will be posting here in the next few days a January special. If you want to do a month-long nutrition coaching with me just to get your the year jump started. Yeah. I am available and we can do that. I can do it from anywhere. So I use video chat or just phone calls to do all of our meetings. And I would love to meet new people and help people get their year started in a strong way. Oh, that'll be fun. So good. We'll have you back in January and do a kickoff. Yeah. And once again, thank you. And I look forward to hearing about your hacks for Christmas dinner and New Year's Eve. Yes. All right. All right. Be well. Hey, thank you for listening to this episode of On Life with Helen Ornelas podcast. If you enjoyed what you heard, please share with a friend. And if you haven't already subscribed, rated and reviewed on your favorite podcast player, please do. If you have any questions or comments, any topic ideas, or you might want to be a guest on my show, you can reach me directly Helen at OrnellosInsurance.com, H-E-L-E-N at O-R-N-E-L-L-A-S Insurance.com. In closing, this podcast is dedicated to all who believe in preparing for the future and beyond.